Hello, I'm Jason <laughs> Statham, and not at all Mike doing his horrible impressions as usual. The following podcast contains spoilers for the transporter. You have been warned. How did we ever get through that? What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of KFR News Radio. This is your host, Glenjamin Button, along with your host, Miguel. Oh, I'm sorry, Jason Statham. Jason Statham. <laughs> Please don't kill me, Mr. Statham. He could. He's at the I'm ripe a, I, age of too good to be true. Yes, I'm a fan. I'm just horrible at impressions, and I kind of have leaned into the fact that I'm horrible at impressions at this point. He was born like, in 67. Holy shit, he's coming up. He's a uh, he's a he's a he's a man who mm. is of a certain age that would make Kevin Hart go, damn, damn, damn. <laughs> I meant damn, damn. <laughs> no, I said I said damn. No, no, you said you said damn. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, how you doing, Glenn? I'm not bad. It's a little toasty in this room right now, but I'm absolutely vibing. Uh, we did just come up off of a, a sweet, sweet loss at the Super Bowl. So, you yeah. know, that's, that's kind of a vibe on its own of sadness. Yeah, good game overall, except yeah. for the last two minutes, which was just bullshit. Um, not, yeah. it, it wasn't bullshit, but it was bullshit at the same time. Yeah. It was like an exciting game that ended very boring. Yeah. And it uh, was like all this climactic shit and then just yeah didn't get a chance to do some crazy shit yeah didn't uh you know that that for people who watch it as an eagles fan i admit uh bradbury was holding him uh i think it's a little soft to call that in the super bowl but it is a hold so i'm not like he even went to admit it himself so i'm not angry at the ref i just wish it ended differently not even in like an eagles win more or less i just would have been really exciting uh, I think we like definitely last... still would have lost, but still, yeah, it would have yeah. been nice not the Chiefs to... Are, the Chiefs are a great team. Uh, I don't mind losing to them. Uh, mm-hmm. It's great. Uh, I hope Jason Kelsey doesn't retire, but we'll see. Uh, but, you know, this is not a sports podcast. As much as we no, talk no. about Philly sports, this is a movie podcast. Glenjamin Button, what oh. movies? I know you've watched more than two I, movies this I week. I did. I said to you last week, I said, Mike, don't worry. I'll double down on the movies. And you told mm-hmm. me to just watch one. I said, no, I'll double down. Yeah. Well, fucking joke's on you, my guy. I tripled down. Triple downed me. And then, of course, the movie itself. Um, but you've been yelling at me like a like a good bastard you are to watch the movies from last year that are up for the best best pictures in their own categories. Yes. Um, so I did start off with Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Fantastic. Um, I figured if I am going to start off this list, I at least I kn- I want to watch a movie that I know is going to be fantastic. And mm-hmm. dear God, it it was. Yeah. The just i don't know how people do this shit the stop motion man it's it's like it's the closest thing to magic to me just because yeah. like <laughs> the amount the the small amount you have to move something for it to yeah. be smooth and not jittery mm-hmm. it's uh these people are witches is essentially the, the tiniest I mean. frame if you fuck it up in a scene could cost you days and yeah. that's that blows my mind uh just with that alone this was so well done, so well crafted as far as everything goes. Um, and just the story was genuinely just really good. Um, it's not 
some Disney-fied you know, version of Pinocchio. It, yeah. I don't know. How close was it to the original story? Do you know? Uh, I mean, the, the original one doesn't take place in Mussolini's Italy. Bullshit. Uh, God damn it. <laughs> I yeah, take everything back. The original, I think, takes place in the late 1800s or early 1900s. This took place in the 1940s mm-hmm. uh, or 1930, late 1930s. Um, but, like, it's got the same heart as the original. Yeah. It's not like the Disney one where it's, like, super uh, glitzy and glamoury and all that. Um, even the... Uh, I mean, I haven't read the book. I've just read, like, the synopsis of the book. But, like, mm-hmm. in the, the one that the Disney version gets right that this one doesn't is that he actually does turn into a donkey in the book. Yeah. Uh, but I personally like where this went f- better. I think so um, too. Like where with him getting like uh, enlisted into the army and everything, and uh, it was a more know. grounded way to go about that part. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, even though they still got stuck in the whale, but like that was still yeah a, a fantastic part. The whole movie's fantastic. If you haven't seen mm-hmm. Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, you got to check it out. Yeah, it's it's a it's a really good movie. So that was a nice kickoff to this this little series that i went this through this list of 20 20 yeah. movies you have to watch yeah. <laughs> uh this was all in one day too so people back off back off a little bit uh after that <clears throat> i watched my father's dragon um which didn't really have much expectations but you know you had talked about it a little bit um are these the same people who made breadwinner uh, the, yeah, Breadwinner, Wolf Walkers, yeah. and uh, Song of the Sea. Such Secret a good studio, man. Yeah. Cartoon makes, Saloon, they're fantastic. Yeah. They're, they're so good. Um, I don't think this tops up above uh, Wolf Walkers. Yeah, I, um, I think I think that that's still, like, goddamn is a masterpiece. What took me out of it, honestly, was, was uh, Gatan, or however you actually say his name. Gaten. Gaten. Gatan. Uh, yeah, Gaten. I think he he took me out of it a little bit. Not that that it, not that he was bad. I want to. His voice that. is too familiar. It's way too familiar. It's Dustin from Stranger Things, or mm-hmm. is that his name, Dustin? It's Dustin. Yeah, Dustin from Stranger Things. So it just sounds like Dustin from Stranger Things the whole time. Yeah, not his fault. He sounds like fault. he sounds so. But uh, um, for the most part, I thought it was good. I really liked like the first fifteen minutes when it was just uh, him and his mom. Yeah. Um, Elmer and his mom. I I really liked that part, and then it kind of gets into like the fantasy version of the movie, which I still thought was good. But I just really enjoyed that first fifteen minutes for some reason. It was just so good, mm-hmm. and like the mom character was just so like damn near not not flawless, but like as that character, she was just so well made. Just like as yeah. a single mother trying to get a get a kid to live and get to it uh, like living conditions and stuff and she's just getting frustrated I'm like i feel that so hard i'm yeah. not even a single mother holy shit <laughs> uh, but i thought it was really good um and uh gave it a nice three and a half out of out of five there you go. uh after that i took a little break and then uh kind of started this movie and then the super bowl happened and then i finished it after uh but i watched turning red um, which had gotten a lot of controversy when this movie came out. For the dumbest reason. For the very dumbest reasons. Um, there was a lot going on with it. I think the major one was that it's a movie about basically a girl getting her period, but yep. it's not really that, but it is at the same like, time. It's only that if you want to talk to your kids about it. Yeah. Uh, if you don't want to talk to your kids about it, that's fine, but you're also stupid and gross because mm-hmm. it's 
just it's a normal thing that happens like um what, what's the big deal here <laughs> so i had honestly no interest in seeing this movie yeah um i didn't need to um i mean i still haven't even watched Encanto and a couple other other like pixar movies have just been kind of dropping off in entertainment for me yeah. and Encanto is uh, not pixar uh oh i'm a piece of shit but it, Let's it, get that it straight. is disney it's Dis- yeah. they're both disney studios disney animation and, disney and studio pixar. movies are kind of like just i've been i've been pumped out yeah um and I mean, this this is one of them. I'm not the demographic for this movie either. So, uh, believe it or not, yeah. Um, I thought it was I thought it was a fun little movie, cute. Um, but uh, ultimately, I just was like, yeah, this was this is a good watch. It was like it was like a better version, or not a better version, but it was a slightly better than Luca. Yeah. I, I, Luca was so boring, like it went nowhere. Yeah. This this at least it went somewhere and it was fun too and it was fun but like yeah. I didn't I didn't have the biggest time with it um, yeah. but what drove me nuts is like the mom's panda in this uh, spoiler sorry the mom's panda in this and her fucking hair is still attached to the panda yeah. I was like what the f-? <laughs> she got like a perfect uh, yeah, she I don't got, know like, what you nice, call that nice little swoosh and everything. I'm like, she couldn't just like give her a characteristic that still looked like the mom, but not the hairdo. Yeah. Uh, That was just a nitpick. But um, of course that was the last movie I watched besides the transporter. And uh, we'll get to a couple more this week, but that's that's not what we're talking about. Mike, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. you Thank you. I needed that. Uh, I watched, uh, I watched nine movies uh, total, I believe. Uh, One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yep. Uh, the first one was Arsenic and Old Lace. Uh, uh, Anna Kendrick, Kendrick or Anna Kendrick was on Hot Ones, and she was um, she mentioned this movie uh, when she was asked about like what old movie she likes. She says this is her favorite movie, oh. uh, and it, it had been on my list for a while. But hearing her talk about it made me want to watch it sooner rather yeah. than later. So I put it on uh, my Netflix queue, uh, my Netflix DVD queue. It's not on streaming, uh, mm. and it came in the mail. Watched it. Really, really funny dark comedy uh about this uh this man who gets married and uh he goes to tell his aunts that he got married his aunts are like these old rich ladies uh and he finds out that they have been killing like homeless men uh because they're rich and out of touch they think it's doing them a service because they're old and lonely and and homeless Mm -hmm. Uh, so they don't feel any guilt about it um, but they, so it's just essentially him trying to hide, uh, the fact that his aunts have killed a, uh, a bunch of, a bunch of people. Yeah. Uh, and then his, his brother comes back and his brother is a legitimate, like actual killer. So it's just like the, the conflict with that. It's really funny. Just a whole lot of family friends he's going y- on. Huh? Yeah. Uh, Peter Laurie is in it. He, he's really good. Uh, you, you know, we, you know, Peter Laurie from, uh, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, mm-hmm. uh, M. A uh, bunch of others, um, Maltese Falcon, stuff like that. But yeah, I really liked Arsenic and Old Lace. Uh, then I had my mom watch my boy, my, my baby <laughs> child, uh, so I could just have a little movie day to myself. Uh, and I went and watched Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, because I took when I took my kid to watch it, when I took my boy to see it, he uh, made me leave the theater for half or, or a third of it. So I wanted to rewatch the whole thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Fantastic movie. Uh, really good. Glad I went and rewatched it. I I think, um, you know, maybe for your sake it won't be nominated for a Stony, but it probably should be nominated for a Stony. I I still want to take my nephew to see it. 
yeah i'm running out of time <laughs> yeah if you can if you can i would recommend it um mm-hmm. but you know if you do maybe the academy will nominate it if you don't uh, whatever they, they change their minds from time to time who knows yeah, yeah they do uh and then i watched the movie living uh which uh with bill nye bill nye is nominated for uh best actor for the oscars and then uh it's also nominated for best adapted screenplay uh, I didn't know it was nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay, but then in the credits it said, based on Ikiru by Akira Kurosawa. Oh. And I was like, holy shit, I've seen that movie. I love that movie. And then yeah. this came on, and I was like, holy shit, this is how American or English language remakes of uh, international films should be done. Because yeah. it is like beat for beat the same, just changing little things to match the culture of England rather than Japan. Yeah. Um. And it's really good, really fantastic, well done uh, English adaptation of a classic Japanese film. Um, I can't recommend it enough. I highly suggest people see it. Even, <laughs> even if you've seen Akiru, yeah. uh, you should check it out. If you haven't seen Akiru, you should watch Akiru because um, uh, it's fantastic. Even the title, Akiru, means to live, and this is called Living. So that's just, just kind of on the ball there, aren't they? Yeah, it goes to show you how... Uh, close of an adaptation they did which was i really appreciated uh then i watched matinee with uh john goodman it is a movie uh that takes place like the same time that the bay of pigs uh thing is happening in the 60s uh bay uh-huh. of pigs of course is when like atomic relations with russia were on so much edge that people thought we were going to be bombed yesterday uh, you know, everyone just was assuming we were going to get bombed at some point. Uh, and uh, John Goodman plays a filmmaker who is desperate to get people to see his movie with this like kind of new 4DX kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it's kind of just a comedy. It's a, a dark comedy, obviously, because it has to do with, you know, the Cold War and everything. When did that uh, come out? That came out in 93. Hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it's pretty old. But I, I really enjoyed it. You know, it, it's... It kind of pays homage to what makes going to the movie theater so great. Yeah. Uh, and it's really funny. And uh, also, the uh, the Cold War element of it was really good, too. So mm-hmm. I, do, I, I do recommend that to people if they want to see it. Then I watched, uh, because we're probably going to watch it this week and might have a review by the time this episode comes out, uh, <laughs> Ant-Man and the Wasp. I watched that because I hadn't seen it. And Ant-Man and the Wasp and the Quantum Mania, or whatever it's called, comes out. So, uh, yeah, wanted to watch it. Uh, I'm not that crazy about it. Uh, no. I thought it was fine. It's okay. It's okay movie, that's for sure. Yeah. Paul Rudd's funny as usual, but... He's just the best sometimes. Yeah, so is Michael Pena. Michael Pena is like my favorite part of these, these movies. <laughs> but yeah, there's that. Uh, then I watched Transporter. We'll get into that in a minute. Then Caitlin and I continuing our trek through the best uh, picture nominations. We watched Top Gun Maverick. Uh, that was the fourth time I had seen it. You know, solid movie for what yeah. it is. Uh, I don't know if I would have... No, with how many Best Picture nominations they have, it opens a lot of doors for, like, blockbusters to get nominated, which is a good thing, because yeah. then it, it gets people who aren't as into film to, you know, have something to root for, even though it probably won't win. Uh, so out of all the blockbusters, it's probably the the most deserving of it, but, you know, if we're talking... but I think there are other movies that deserved it more, but it's still a solid film. Uh Yeah. Regardless, that. yeah. Then I watched Till, which is the movie about uh, Mammy Till uh, and Emmett Till, the uh, the 
uh, 14-year-old boy who was lynched in the 50s, 1955, I think it was, uh, and his, the aftermath and his mom going to, you know, be starting to advocate for certain bills to make lynching uh, a federal crime, which surprisingly, well, not surprisingly, really, uh, took a very long time to get passed. Yeah. Uh, I think it just passed in 2022, so that just goes to show you how fucking ridiculously long. Holy shit! Something as lynching becoming a federal crime took like that's fucking that should that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I hate this country. Did you a guys lot. watch that together? Or was no, that just I, just, you? I watched it by myself. Uh, okay, uh, watched it after the Super Bowl to cheer me up. Yeah, not, to not cheer really. you up? Huh? No, 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 no. I, 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 I. That was a joke. It's a, a distasteful joke. I understand that. But I was just thinking about it because I was really bummed after the Super Bowl. And then I watched this because I like watching movies. movies watching movies cheers me up no matter how sad the movie is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, the movie didn't cheer me up, but the act of watching a movie did. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a really good film. Uh, makes you hate the state of Mississippi. Uh, mm-hmm. Although I'm sure it's It kind of does possibly, that for itself. Yeah, it's possibly better now. I don't know. Still one of the worst when it comes to racism, but... There you have it. Uh, yeah. Then me and my boy, my oh. child, today we watched Cars 2 because I had not seen it and he had not seen it. And it is not good, but he liked it, <laughs> so that's that's all that matters. He I, I heard that one was not great at all. I didn't yeah, I mean, watch the, it. I, the first one wasn't really that good. It's just it's the easiest to sell toys for, so yeah. they keep making sequels for it. But yeah, I, that's all I, I watched. don't even think I completely watched the first one. Yeah, it's it's fine. It yeah. is what it is. That's all I watch. Let's get into the transporter. Frank Martin is the best in the business. Seventy-five thousand. Half now. Half on delivery. He never made a mistake until today. What kind of deal am I in? Deep trouble. You know what to do. Why'd you try to kill me? You broke the rules. You opened the package. Frank Martin, who transports packages for unknown clients, is asked to move a package that soon begins moving, and complications arise. Yes, directed by Louis Leterrier uh, and Corey Young, written by Luke Besson or Basson and Robert Mark Kamen, uh, starring Jason Statham, Shu Ki. Or Shu, yeah, I think it's Shu Ki. Uh, Matt Schulz, Francois Berlion, Rick Young, Doug Rand, Vincent Namath, and, and a uh, lot of bodyguards. A lot of bodyguards. Or, or uh, gang this members. Of, this, of course, came up in streaming roulette. Uh, Glenn said oh. he had watched it thousands of times as oh a child or a teenager. Teenager. Uh, so, Glenn, just to start off, did it live up to your memories? I mean, what's a thousand and one times? It's got to. It's it's just, <laughs> what a time to be alive back then. Yeah. But this guy just kicking people in the face. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't want to get into too much. I want to hear what you got to think about it before I go crazy. But uh, sure. yeah, this this movie's a staple of my teenager-isms, and Jason Statham was a, a big role model for a long time. <laughs> Just with this series, this is the this is like the the like staple that put him on the map for me. I mean, this yeah, is like I mean, one I of his first really big movies. Put, yeah, I think it put him on the map for a lot of people. But uh, he um, was in Snatch before this, and then yeah. this came out, and then it was just this dude's an action star. 
Yeah, definitely. I, he is like one of the best action stars there is too. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, going into this, I had no expectations other than it being kind of like a mindless action movie, mm-hmm. uh, which lived up to that hype. Uh, it, the opening specifically was reminiscent of Baby Driver. Of course, Baby Driver came out well after this. Yeah. Uh, but you know, with him being a driver and just waiting for people to rob, or uh, you know, for the people he's gonna pick up, and then it had a very Baby Driver like. Uh, chase yeah not necessarily um, as fun but cool to watch yeah and uh th- this movie for the most part especially in the beginning was very interesting uh <laughs> I, I had a lot of fun with it in the beginning but then as it went on it just kind of got more and more boring in my opinion as time went yeah. on uh, i found myself checking the time a lot um you know, I got less and less interested pretty much once he was, we, we said spoilers already, once he was kind of caught by the bad guys, uh, I just stopped caring. It just kind of became a little too ridiculous for me. Uh, not, not even that. It wasn't that ridiculous. It just kind of became formulaic in a way. Yeah. Um, and where I kind of could tell what was going to happen. Um, but... You know, it's it's a f- f- fun action movie for the most part. <laughs> I was a little disappointed by it uh, for this kind of movie. Um, as much as this put Jason Statham on the map, I feel like this is his least Jason Statham-like role. Uh, yeah. Because a lot of his more modern roles, it feels like it's just him. This felt like there was some semblance of a character, um, you know, with him being unflappable in his rules at first of course that that changes a bit uh but when he sees like the package moving um he you know kind of just pushes it aside doesn't really help and when he does help it's only because he is kind of annoyed more than anything it definitely doesn't Um, help that immediately like after his first job there's no in-between jobs it's just I'm gonna. I'm doing this job. These are my rules. Absolutely not for people. Not. I'm not looking at packages. Nothing like that. And then the job right after that, he opens the package. So you're like, all right, this guy's not really about his rules or anything yeah. like that. Yeah, it didn't establish that he was a, a yeah. rules guy very well. Like he's super professional in the way he looks and everything drives. And then like that's what it opens up. Like the opening scene is just super professional. Everything. And then the next job he takes, he opens the package. It's like. There's a good reason he opened the package, but it's like, yeah. you know, clearly you're not very professional as far as that goes. Yeah, and it does make it more interesting that he doesn't immediately do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's kind of forced to do the right thing. Uh, he, he even goes so far as to delivering this woman who, as far as he knows, is going to become a sex slave. Uh, you know, if, if you go to the worst case scenario, they don't really... Yeah. Hit, but if you see a woman tied up in a trunk being delivered to someone... Yeah. Worst idea comes to mind. Yep. Uh, and uh, the only time that he starts to do the right thing is when uh, the guy that he delivered her to tries to blow him up. And, yep. and then he goes uh, for vengeance and he's like, well, now yeah. I have to do the right thing, but it's really for me. Yeah. And well, even then he doesn't do the right thing because uh, the only reason he takes her is she's in the backseat of the car that he steals. Yeah, that's Uh, true. And then after he tries to abandon her, he kind of gets a conscience then. So it takes a long time for him to do the right thing, but he eventually does do it. And, but you know, it takes a lot of arm twisting for that to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but this this had uh, in the beginning especially had a lot of funny moments like when uh Shang-Chi tried to run away and then or Sh- uh, Shuki mm-hmm. and they come back and there's the police there he just yeets her like he's carrying <laughs> her over his shoulders he she he just yeets her at him uh that was funny and then when he finally delivers her to the the bad guy the big bad yeah. uh in Luxembourg they're in Luxembourg and he uh he asks are you a foreigner <laughs> like you're both <laughs> foreigners if you're in Luxembourg like you just never a, know, though. You just you, you never know. You gotta uh, ask. Yeah, I mean, I guess technically a foreigner could ask someone if they're also a foreigner. It's just the way he said it made it seem like he owned that yeah. country, which worked for his character. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, it was filled with a lot of fun things, like the the yeeting of of uh, Shuki, and then also ringing the doorbell just to jump kick through it. Yeah. Uh, so it had a lot of fun moments like that. But as it went on, they became less and less so. And uh, towards the end, I was just kind of getting bored. The fight scenes were poorly edited for the most part, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, granted, we're spoiled now for action movies. Oh, yeah. uh, so I, I don't know if I could really compare a 2002 action film to a modern one. But to it, be it, honest, I don't know. I don't remember if they, the, the edits of the fights get any better. I think they do get... They are cool fights, but I don't know if they get edited any better. In the sequels? Just, yeah, because I mean, you, you know how America likes doing like fast cuts and everything, and so I. It's been a while since I watched all of these movies, so I have no idea. I remember mm-hmm. the third one not really being like the first two, but uh, yeah. But I don't know. I, I could I could see it. I could see it. You know what you're saying. Yeah, it's in my head. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, this movie reeked of the early two thousands, for better or for worse. Uh, it definitely is of its time and doesn't really. Uh, it doesn't yeah, age. Like, it, it, not not that it's like super problematic. Yeah. Obviously, it has like the damsel in distress thing, which is borderline problematic if you really want to, you know, grasp at straws there. Um, and, and the ignoring of human trafficking—that's probably the worst part. But that's yeah. just that's more MacGuffin than anything. Uh, and then, uh, but, but visually it is very two thousands. Like the bad guy has, uh, the two, wall street. He has like very two thousands hair, yep. uh, tattoos, the, yeah. everything like that. The quality of the film was very two thousands, especially in the scuba diving scene, mm-hmm. which was so much let, uh, of a lesser quality than the rest of the film when they were scuba diving. Um, so yeah, it's just. It, it, it's it didn't age well technically, yeah. Uh, not so much thematically, but it 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 uh you know it didn't I help was that re- so many movies came out at this time just like this. Yeah, like there's just so many different like you could change the word transporter with anything else and it would just be a crazy stupid action movie, just yeah. like, like this. Yeah, the drive through. Yeah, the driver. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> anything. Um. But yeah, this this movie, it it where I will say obviously, nostalgia glasses are taking over. No matter how I watch this movie, is like a reviewer point of view. This yeah. movie's I fucking love this movie. This is just a just a brand spanking staple in my life. Of just how fun the fight scenes were, how charismatic and just like not not charismatic but stoic he was, mm-hmm. and just like this gorgeous Asian chick Shuki and how 
broken her her English was and that accent. I'm like, oh, I love it. God damn it. I'm falling in love as a teenage boy who's just <laughs> all about this shit. Um, still am a little bit, but not as bad. It, it is. It's it's a harder watch now as an adult. We have we're so spoiled with all, like you said, all the movies we have now and all the action stuff we've got. But uh, I don't know. This this regardless, this holds a, a place in my heart, and just the most over the top random shit that goes on in this. Yeah, like him deflecting a rocket with a with a dish tray. I don't mm-hmm. know if you re- remembered that or not, but that was well. Anytime they shot a rocket, it looks super fake. Like yeah, well, you could tell it was just on a zip line or something. Yeah. And and they erase the zipline in post, but mm-hmm. uh, I, I vaguely remember him deflecting it with a, a tray. Yeah, and then uh, just weirdly, a lot of personality came from this movie. Just yeah. me being an, a brash asshole most of the time. The comedic chops didn't come from this movie, but you know, I, I, I came. A lot of my personality sadly came from this movie of just being like, <laughs> I don't fucking want to look at you. And just hoping a female gazes at me. She's like, you just kind of saved me, even though I put myself in this situation and I'm going to sleep with you now. I'm like, I want that to happen, but I don't have my British accent. <laughs> Damn it. No, it's just just bonkers. Just a bonkers time. Just fun. Yeah. But you can't look at it, at it as a masterpiece, that's for sure. No, no. Um, I mean, yeah, despite it being a product of its time, I definitely see why there were so many sequels. Uh, it is fun. I assume that the other ones probably only improve on the fun um, um oh, maybe. maybe not maybe. No, i think if i if I, it's been like i said a while I, when did transporter 3 come out uh, one of them came out when i was still working at the movie theater Jeez. so 2008 okay yeah not i was bad. still working at the theater then i remember uh, that one not being like the first two it I, obviously he's a transporter he loves his bnws and shit and uh Obviously, this is a great series to just market cars. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, he's driving everything. But the third <laughs> one is more, way more over the top than the first two. Like, this yeah. one's at least somewhat grounded. The, now, the second one, I'll be honest, I don't remember most things about it. I remember the fight scenes, but I don't remember most other things, story plot-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, and then three was just different. Like, they kind of uh, explored more of, like, a backstory for him or like mm. more of a character and sympathy but these are people that didn't pop up in the first two movies at all and he mentions nothing about them and you're like why do we care about these people yeah so as far as fun and fighting yes they, they are probably either improved a little bit but i'd have to rewatch them to say actually yes or no yeah i feel like the action sequences would but maybe not the story or the situations in which the action takes place. Yeah. This um, one and the second one were my favorites, but like mm-hmm. I just said, I don't remember the second one that much. So this yeah. one, this one's almost everybody's favorite as far as the series goes. Yeah. I'm not surprised. And then there's the one with Ed screen, which I never even watched to be honest. The refueled. Yeah. Yeah. I think that came out when I was working at the theater too. S- same. Um, cause I worked at the theater for a very long time. A very long time. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, I it, this was fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of wanted more from it, but I didn't hate it. Just very meh for me. Mm. And but I see why a thirteen-year-old Glenn would love this. Yo, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, uh, but that's really all I gotta say. 
I think for the most part, me too. This is one of those yeah. movies you kind of just gotta you gotta sit down and watch. It's it's yeah. it's not really an easy movie to just review and pick apart and all that. Yeah, not really pick apart, but dissect, I should say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I guess we should just get to the judgment that does it for a review. Funk uh, yeah. As, yeah, as always, we need to pick a unanimous decision or make a unanimous decision whether or not it goes on the KFR shelf with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden. Uh, okay. Glenn, number three. between three. Okay. Uh, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I'll go first. I don't care. Okay. So, Glenn, does this go on the KFR shelf with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden? <sighs> Hold on. Let me put my nostalgia goggles on real quick. Shh. All right. Yes. Oh. Fuck yeah. This absolutely, dear God, I'm a 13 year old Glenn again. Dear Lord. Bonkers McJoy. This is crazy. Uh, personally, I would. But I understand that you're already going to say no, so I just wanted to say <laughs> that already. So, am I that predictable? And no, no, yeah, a little bit. But listen, well, you know what? I say that it absolutely does not go on the KFR <laughs> shelf. Uh, I, I, you know, I. It was fine. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, I think there's plenty of better action movies like it uh, that I would put on before this, but I didn't hate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I understand why it is loved and why there are technically three sequels, I guess. And well, two sequels, one reboot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's good enough to go on the shelf, personally speaking. And that's okay. Difference yeah. in opinions is okay. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah. So the transporter does not go into the KFR shelf with the likes of Apostle and Handmaid, and that brings us to our assignment for next week. Uh, it is my week, yeah. of course. And uh, as always, well, not as always, as the past two times, I have. Uh, a, a compiled a list of movies that I want to discuss at some point in this. Nine. And no, I, I didn't ask you yet. Oh. Uh, I just want you to know there are two movies in this that you could consider landmines. Oh. Where they're more than likely going to be horrible. Okay. So pick a number between Nine. <laughs> one and 27. Okay. Ooh. 19. Ooh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. I also did a random number generator, so it, uh, okay. <laughs> I, I'm going to start counting from, from the number that came up on that one. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. Okay, so we're going to watch a movie called... Hold on, that doesn't seem right. That doesn't seem right. Is that the name of the movie? No, it's That's not the name title. of the movie. <laughs> okay, so we're going to watch a movie called Treasure Planet. Oh my fucking God, I was just talking about this the other day. Oh. <laughs> so I have never seen this movie before. I haven't either. <laughs> yeah, and I hear it's great. It obviously bombed. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, not obviously. A well, lot of a- people... There's a conspiracy theory behind it on, well, not really. I think it's been proven that it's been in uh, fucking limbo because Disney didn't want to put it out. Oh, It's okay. super messed up. Well, I mean, it, it was released, but they probably just didn't want to market it. Uh, but I hear it's great. We'll, we'll talk about it next time. Yeah, I hear it's great, and it just kind of didn't get a fair shake. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but Treasure Planet, that's going to be on Disney+. Plus. In this science fiction rendering of the classic novel Treasure Island, Jim Hawkins, played by jo- uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, is a rebellious teen seen by the world as an aimless slacker. After he receives a map from a dying pirate, he embarks on an odyssey across the universe to find the legendary Treasure Planet. Treasure Island is a great uh, story. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Muppet Treasure Island is the best iteration of that. Uh, it is directed by Ron Clements and John Musker, uh, written by Ron Clements and John Musker, based on the novel Treasure Island by Robert Louis Stevenson, uh, voiced by Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Emma Thompson, Martin Short, Roscoe Lee Brown, Corey Burton, Dane A. Davis, Tony J., uh, and plenty of others. Let's see, David Hyde Pierce is in there, Laurie Met- uh, Metcalf. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Wincott, who is in Nope. Yeah. I enjoy that. Yeah, there we go. Uh, so, yeah, I picked this. Well, I put this on the list because of uh, I hear it's great and it just kind of bombed financially speaking. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this is going to be on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> I hate the way you set that up, but yes, it is on Disney Plus. Sorry, I'm I'm just like I I'm kind of sick right now, so I'm like struggling um, to, to breathe and talk at the same time. So, so this this movie's also been in my limbo for a while. Is a movie that I've been wanting to see but never got around to. I watched yeah. Atlantis, but it was also in that same limbo for the longest time. Yeah. Um, not that they have really have that much to do with each other besides being Disney movies. Um, but yeah, I finally am excited to get around to this movie yeah and talk so, about all the bullshit that happened yeah all the bullshit which i'm gonna let you talk about because i yeah, don't know much fine. about the bullshit but yeah treasure planet is our assignment for next week thank you everyone for listening as always you can check out our website at www.keystonefilmreview.com on instagram we are keystone underscore film underscore review tiktok facebook youtube keystone film review and on letterboxd i am mike kfr and i am glenn kfr and that will do it until next week when we go space pirating oh in, in space with uh, pirates. What, what do you think they say? It's, it's got to be like a, an elongated R. Maybe like a R. R. You know I can't do that, you bastard. R. Go ahead. Give it a try. I, Give it I a, think I wanna they hear. go uh, G. I'm sorry. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Bye-bye.